You're listening to the Women Inspiring Women podcast. Each week, network marketing professional and mom-turned-entrepreneur Melanie Mitro gives you her tried-and-true tips for building a business from your kitchen table. This self-made millionaire went from a stay-at-home mom to the top of a network marketing business in just three years. She built an online health and fitness business from the ground up while raising babies and juggling being a mom and wife. Now she wants to help you become the boss of your own life. For blog posts, business tips, and more, check out her website at melaniemitro.com. Now let's get to the show. Here's your host, Melanie Mitro. Well, hello there, everybody. It is Melanie Mitro, the host of the Women Inspiring Women podcast. And today is Tuesday, April 23rd. And today I can't be more excited to share with you the content I have prepared for today because it hits so close to home and from talking to so many business owners that follow the podcast and follow me on social, I know that this is something that you may struggle with too and I can't wait to give you all of my tips, all of the tools in my toolkit to help me show up every single day and be my best to those that I serve. But before we do that, I want to just, I want to give a, a shout out to the listener of the week. Um, this week it is, let me see here, it is Anne SCS and she left this amazing review. It says, Melanie's topics are incredibly relatable and address common concerns or fears of starting a business. It's about your story and not pitching products. It's like having a conversation with your coach. At the conclusion of the podcast, you've had a thorough discussion of the topic. The advice can be used in multifaceted areas of your life. So Anne, SCS, thank you so much for leaving me that rating and review on iTunes. If you want to send me an email at mjmitro at gmail.com, let me know you're the listener of the week, and I'm going to send you a little something special. As always, if you want to be the featured listener of the week, head on over to iTunes, leave me a rating and review, let people know why you love the podcast, and always send me emails and let me know about future podcast episodes you would like me to create because I am looking to serve you. This podcast is meant to be for people out there building businesses that are just looking for the steps, the motivation, the accountability, and sometimes the kick in the pants you need to make your dreams a reality. So today on the podcast, before we dive into today's show, I also want to say to those of you that are in the Team Beachbody coaching community, I am actually teaming up with a few other leaders in the network, and we are hosting a pre-summit event. So our annual conference is in Indianapolis, Indiana. It is um, July 11th through the 14th, and I am teaming up with Maura Kasaba, who you heard the Rise Up podcast episode where we talked about her planner. Well, we are going to combine in, and we're also going to add in some other guest speakers, and we are going to be talking about how to go into our annual conference not feeling overwhelmed, how to digest the information in such a way that you are open and just ready to take it in and to apply things in your business so that you can move your goals forward. We're also going to talk about vision casting, how to create clarity in what you want and how to write a vision statement, you know, how to make sure it's on track. And then we're also going to give you a workbook that's 
gonna help you during your summit experience to stay focused on what you truly want. Anytime I've gone to a conference ever in my career, I know that I leave there with a notebook full of notes and sometimes I'm a little overwhelmed with all of the content. So we really just wanted to give you a way to not be overwhelmed and to just feel in control of, of your weekend of learning, all right? So with that being said, I am excited to kick things off today. Today I'm talking about a topic that actually I have to give credit to Rachel Hollis because I was listening to her Rise podcast last week and she talked about how her self-care. She talked about how she performs at such a high level and how she's done so and how she speaks at events and, and is able to just keep this pace that she has been moving. And it really spurred me to say, well, number one, let me back up a little bit and say, I have been on a quest over the past six months knowing that I was about to go into a really busy season of my life. And let me kind of set the stage first. So number one, you know, I've been doing my network marketing business for seven and a half years. I decided last summer that I wanted to explore the idea of scaling what I do with helping people build network marketing businesses into other areas. I just feel as though I've got all of these gifts and this way to do strategic marketing and planning and just creating vision and leadership and duplication. And I thought I could teach people regardless of what business opportunity they're in. And so I started to, with my business partner, uh, we started to formulate this company. And I thought to myself, I don't wanna let my network marketing business slide. I wanna keep maintaining that pace that I was going while adding in this new business venture. And when I said that out loud, I was well aware. I wasn't being ignorant to the fact that this was going to take a lot of planning. This was going to be, I had to be very purposeful with my time. Um, I knew, I just knew all of those things going in. And so I started to research how people that are public speakers and athletes, how do they rebound? I also noticed every time I would travel, I would have this insane jet lag where it was like four days of my mindset not being clear and not having energy and being exhausted. And I would say to myself, if I'm going to travel every week and speak and go to events, I can't have a four week, four day downtime. I have to be able to re rebound fast. And so I was out there at night Googling, you know, how to get rid of jet lag, how to rebound fast from East Coast to West Coast, you know, a mental clarity, um, vitamin supplements. So I have been doing my research, right? Just knowing that I'm going into this busy season in my life and also saying to myself, like, if I want to be able to wear my full-time hat in network marketing and I want to be able to build my side hustle with my new business and I still want to be a good wife and mom, this is going to require planning on my part. I knew that. So that's really where this happened. And then when Rachel Hollis did that episode last week, I was like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I was looking for. But maybe my audience would like to know what I'm doing and, and maybe some of the mistakes that I've made. And part of my mission with this podcast is to help you sort of navigate this, to figure this out and to tell you sort of the real deal of what it was, what it is like, what it was like 
to be in that grind of the first years of laying a foundation in my network marketing business. So I'm going to walk you through some of my, my mindset. And, and I do personally feel like everything that has happened to me, it has surely happened for a reason because I know that I would not be here today if it wasn't for what I did in the first few years. So let me just kind of paint a picture for you. So in 2011, Right. When I started my business, again, I had no business skills, no organizational time management, networking, marketing, sales. None of it was learning it all while raising my kids and trying to be a good wife and a good mom. And honestly, I was not a good wife or mom. I was not a good housekeeper. I was not a good cleaner. I was a really good coach. I was really super passionate about that part of my life. But it required so much of me because at that time in my life, I had no idea how to build a business. And you guys are so much better off than than a lot of us entrepreneurs were that started, you know, in 2011. There were not all of these podcasts and videos and trainings to help you, you know, manage your time and create a system. And so now you have this. So, you know, using it wisely is like the most important thing you can do. So I really, here's what I I did. I would get up at 5 a.m. in the morning. I would work out. I would, you know, drink my morning pre-workouts before I did my workout. I would drink coffee. I would drink tea. I would, um, I would work in every pocket, every free second of my day. When, when I would put the boys down for their afternoon nap, I would work again. I would, you know, you know, half-ass everything throughout the day in my personal life. And then I would work until 11 or 12 o'clock at night. And I would do that seven days a week. And so I was getting five hours of sleep. I was living on caffeine and, you know, supplements. And I was I was eating healthy and I was exercising, but I was overtraining. I was working out seven days a week. I was trying to lose weight. I was beating up my body. And then the stress of raising two little boys and a spouse, you know, Matt not supporting me at the beginning, there was a lot of toll that sort of was taken on my body that I didn't really know because I was in the grind. I was in the hustle. I wasn't, I kept pushing any signs away that, you know, I might be burning out because I had big visions. I was going to pay off our debt. I was going to get out of that townhouse. We were going to buy our single family home. We were going to take that vacation. I was going to be in the top of the company. I was just, I was so laser focused on that slight edge of showing up and everything counts and just work hard and and burn the candle at both ends. And it worked for me. But what ended up happening is over the course of years, right? So four years into that of doing that constant hustle without ever stopping, it really caused my body to sort of say, hold up. And it did it in such a way where it sort of took me out. And so it was about three years ago that the first instance happened to me. And it was around the holidays and I got really sick. And actually the first indicator was every holiday, right? Christmas would happen and I would breathe this sigh of relief and I would get sick. 
I would get a horrible head cold, I would have a fever, I would get a sinus infection, it would turn into a, like that nagging, jagging cough, and it would go from the day after Christmas until after New Year's. Every year, I would lose my voice during that time, and I would be down and out. And that was my body saying, we have had enough, right? Like, you need to rest. And so last year, I was really aware, the last two years now, I was really aware that every year at that specific time, I would get sick. And so I started to really say like, okay, Melanie, you need to take care of yourself. And so what I started to do was I started to say to myself, okay, Melanie, every year you hit this wall, you get this chronic fatigue syndrome, you get this eye twitch, you get really sick, you are so exhausted that you find yourself falling asleep at your computer, you have no patience with your family, you have no patience with your team members, you're always on the computer working, but sometimes you're not even being productive because you're so exhausted. And I just sort of said to myself, I don't want to build my business like this. And I became incredibly curious about how to scale my business without sacrificing my health. And so that has been my journey probably about the eight, last 18 months has really been like, how do I scale my business? How do I work smarter, not harder? You always hear that. But I really started to implement and it's taken me a very long time. So and another thing that I want to tell you that really happened to me was I had that eye twitch. I started to have like chest pains. I, um, I was intaking so much caffeine that I didn't realize that a, a correlation between overdosing caffeine is um, and breast pain is high. And I was like, what is going on? I was having these like hormonal cysts underneath of my armpits and and I ended up going to my OB and she was like, well, Melanie, you know, you how much caffeine are you intaking? And when I read it to her and actually said it out loud, I was like, oh. And the minute I started decreasing the amount of caffeine was the minute that that, that completely went away. So number one, the first thing that I will say is a big learning curve for me is that you know, I pushed myself into the most unproductive times and it didn't serve me well. Looking back, I know that maybe part of that, that happened for a reason. Like I needed to go through that in order to realize, you know, what I didn't want my body to feel like. But I look at my business now and I say to myself, I could have done a lot of these things three years ago and saved myself a lot of headache, right? So number one, you got to recognize the signs. Are you living on caffeine? Are you getting five hours of sleep or less a night? What is your sweet spot? Like when do you feel rested? After how many hours? And um, and kind of pay attention to whether you're short and irritated and agitated with your family. You know, those could be signs that you're going down a really bad road. And then the last thing for me is last summer... I noticed that I was drinking a lot more than I normally do. I also realized there was a strong correlation between alcohol and depression and anxiety for me. And this perpetual cycle of anxiety also drains your energy. So it was making things worse. So I've chosen not to be in survival mode. 
It's a very conscious choice. It has been a gradual process over the past two years. And I can say that I am a recovering workaholic. I love my job and I love to work and I love what I do. And I don't have any plans of stopping, but I'm also very much so smarter about the way that I really do approach my business. So the first thing that I do in my business, and you guys look at your industry and say, what are the busy times of year for you? So the busy times, the busy season. So we have a lot, a busy season is like the end of December and all the way through January. A busy season for us is throughout the summer months, right? And in the, you know, once the kids go back to school, I also know when our slow months are. We've got a slow month like in August. We have a slow month over the holidays between Thanksgiving and Christmas. It's really quiet. And I don't panic in the slow months because now I've gotten to the point where I prepare for them. The slow months are my seasons of rest, but also my season to really prepare and do projects, right? Because I'm not... My inbox isn't as hopping during those slow seasons, but that's when I'm in creative mode. That's when I'm saying, all right, the next thing that's coming down the pike, this product launch, what are all the things I can do to get ready for that? What are all the things on social or back-end projects that I've been wanting to do that I need to do that are going to make my life easier? That's the time of year that I'm hiring people. That's the time of the year that I'm cleaning things out and just fine-tuning and refining my process in my business. So pay attention to the seasons. The slow ones are your period of rest. That's when I plan vacations, time away, family time, all that good stuff. But I also anticipate the busy seasons too. So I know that January is going to be insanely busy. I don't plan to go away during those times. I prepare for it. I do as much as I can ahead of time. And I know that there is an end date in mind. And I relate this a lot to people that work um, as accountants and do taxes. They know that there is a season of tax season when they are going to work 8 to 10 or 12 hour days because there's a deadline. And when that deadline happens, they know that busy season is over and they can go on a vacation. They can take a rest. They can take some extra days off. Same thing in your business. Every industry has peaks and valleys. So make sure that you know and anticipate when you're going to be crazy busy and when you're going to be slow. So right now, I'm about to go into an insane busy season. I'm about to travel for the next four weeks straight And I've been preparing for this busy season for the last six weeks, all right? I've been preparing for it. I have been creating systems and automations and getting my team set up and, you know, scheduling team calls. And I've been doing everything in my power to think ahead so that I don't fall behind. Now, I know the craziness doesn't last forever. And I know that on May 21st, when I come home from the very last trip that I'm going to take, for until we go to our annual conference in Summit, like I know there will be a breather in there. I know that when I come home, I can get back on a schedule and I'm okay with that because I know there's an end in sight. Now, the next thing that I will tell you that I have done is I make sure that I have help. 
I used to be Wonder Woman thinking that I could do it all. I could clean my house. I could cook all the meals. I could take care of the kids. I could give them baths. I could volunteer at all of their school parties. I could go on the field trips. I could pick them up and drop them off from the bus stop, do their laundry, organize their rooms, run a million dollar business and a side hustle on the side. Wrong. I can't do all of that. I'll lose my ever loving mind. And so I realized that early on and I very simply ask yourself, what can you say no to? So maybe you have this, you know, five things that you're being asked to do. Field trip, book fair. Um, maybe you want to organize the pantry or clean out a closet or, you know, friend wants to go to lunch or take a walk. What fits into your life right now? What do you need to say? I'm going to have to take a rain check. What can you delegate to your spouse? What can you ask help for? But you don't have to be a yes person, okay? Like you don't have to say yes to everything. If something's not serving you, then it's okay to say, I just, I want to give it the best, but I don't have time for it right now. So unfortunately, I can't take on this you know, this assignment. I can't take on this responsibility right now. So early on, Matt and I started dividing and conquering. You heard us talk about that on our podcast, right? So we started dividing and conquering. He would cook meals certain nights of the week. We started doing a lot of crock pot dinners. Uh, We started planning ahead, especially on the weekends. We hired somebody to clean our house just twice a month or once a month to do a deep clean on your house will will help so incredibly much, right? We started carpooling for our kids' sporting events to just ease up 20 to 30 minutes of travel time. I started ask, I hired an assistant for just a few hours a week to help me with graphics and recognition and things on the back end. Um, cleaning up emails and getting me organized, things that I just don't love doing, I asked for help on. I realized that I needed to invest in my business if I wanted to make more money because I'm one person. And yes, I can organize all my inbox. I can make every graphic. I can send out every email. It is not hard, but it is time and time is money. And when I look at the bottom line of where I want to be, I need to make sure that I'm spending my time doing things that actually bring me joy. So I made sure that I got crystal clear on what I want to do in my business and what somebody else could do. And I relinquished control. But I also realized I was going to have to set aside time to train somebody. And I was okay with that because in the bigger scope, I realized it's going to make my life easier. Okay, the next thing that I did was I make sure that I pay attention to my most productive times of the day, and I make sure I'm working during those times of day. So for example, there are times where I would just really love to go to breakfast in the morning or go shopping first thing in the morning and just like go to the mall and walk through the aisles or do all my returns or do my grocery shopping as soon as the kids get on the bus. But I realized that I am my most productive self from 5 a.m. to about 1 o'clock in the afternoon. So I never schedule appointments or shopping or returns, cleaning the house, anything. Meals, friends, nothing. No lunch dates, nothing during those times. That is my most productive time of the day. 
if I'm going to go shopping, if I'm going to do anything, it happens after one o'clock because that's when my creativity sort of fizzles out. That's when I find myself most tired and not just, I'm just not on my, on my A game. And so you'll find that I am out and about doing things in the afternoon. So I pay attention to that because when I work in my most productive times, I do things faster. If I were to answer emails in the evening, it takes me twice as long than if I do them first thing in the morning. If I'm going to record a podcast, I do that in the morning. If I try to do it in the afternoon, I'm going to have to do three retakes because I'm going to stumble over my words and then it's going to be two hours later and I'm not loving the podcast. So I might as well just do those things in the morning. So ask yourself, are you a night owl? Are you a morning person? What are your most productive times and make that your work time? The next thing that I focus on is my own personal self-care. Now, self-care used to be like self-care Sunday where I would nap. So I would hustle my heart out Sunday night through Thursday afternoon, and then I would crash and burn. Now I'm learning to pace myself and I'm learning to say to myself, okay, Melanie, every single day you need to take care of yourself. So what does that look like? So it means that I'm going to work out. And I love to do long workouts like 80-day obsession. Love it. An hour does not fit into my life right now, but 30 minutes does. So I choose a 30-minute workout that alternates strength training and cardio. And I like to work out from home because I don't have time to drive to the gym, to get set up, to take a class, to chat for a little bit, and drive back. I need to be productive. To the basement, work out, come back upstairs, get a shower, get my day started. So I do my workout. And I've also just recently started adding in sort of an afternoon mind break. Now that the weather's getting nicer here in Pennsylvania, I started walking. And I put my earbuds in and I listened to my personal development in the afternoon. And that time when I would typically want to go take a nap, I put my earbuds in and I walk. And I listen and I type in the notes section of my phone while I'm walking in the neighborhood. And it wakes me up and it keeps me alert and it gives me a break from my desk and all the work that I'm doing. All right, the next thing is is food. So when it comes to nutrition, guys, I have done everything, right? I've done carb cycling. I've done time nutrition. I have done just straight clean eating, no carbs, all sorts of stuff. I've just done it all. Bottom line, I know that there are certain foods that give me energy. There are certain foods that do not. I know that if I eat dairy, Even though I like cheese, if I eat dairy, ice cream, any of that, yogurt, Greek yogurt, even though I can have it, it does not like me. My stomach hurts, my stomach gets upset, my skin breaks out, and I don't like the way I feel. If I intake sugar, the same thing happens to me. My forehead breaks out, I get these weird, like nighttime vivid dreams and I can't sleep very well. And so for me, I really do say to myself, my food is my fuel. And so even over the Easter holiday this past weekend, I found myself saying, okay, Melanie, you are about to go into your busy season. You have a super busy week. So do you want to wake up on Monday morning and do you want to feel like crap? I did the same thing on Saturday when I went to my family's house for Easter. I was like, on Sunday morning, you want to get up and you know you've got a busy morning, so do you want to feel like crap? And I was like, no. So I very simply said to myself, okay, as I eat today, ask yourself, do I need this eating opportunity? Is this going to give me strength? Is this going to give me mental clarity? Is it going to keep my blood sugar stable? Is it going to make me feel good? 
And so if the answer was no, I didn't eat it. If the answer was yes, then I ate it. And then I allowed myself a treat. I very simply allowed myself to have dessert, but I just made sure it was a small portion. I made sure that I paid attention to the water that I was drinking. I literally drank half my body weight in ounces of water every single day without fail because I know that that's an important part of my mindset. Even with being super like in tune with what I was eating, I still had crappy sleep on Sunday night because I had dessert and I had dessert late. It was about seven o'clock at night and I couldn't sleep. So that's how much our bodies are affected by the foods we eat. You may not even realize it, but the older I get, the more that I'm aware of it, the more I realize I get the best quality sleep when I eat the cleanest when I have my last meal about six o'clock and I don't eat after that, when I drink all water, when I stop drinking caffeine by three o'clock in the afternoon. So those are things that I've noticed about myself that really, really help. Another thing that sets me up for success is my morning routine. I hate that feeling of being woken up by my kids or by my spouse or by somebody else that's like, oh my gosh, we're late, or I need breakfast, and 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 I need something to wear, or the kids are fighting with each other. I don't want to feel like that. I want to get up in the morning on my own. I want to organize my day, be really clear on you know what I want to spend my time on. Like I want to wake up and do my morning routine. That's why I get up at five. I spend five minutes on the Simple Habit app meditating. It's usually something about stress managing anxiety or gratitude because those are the big things that I am challenged with in life. I use my gratitude journal, the five-minute journal every day for five minutes. I go to my calendar. I look at my to-do list for the day, the appointments that I have. I sit down and I write in things that I know that need to be done for the day, delegate anything that needs to happen, and sometimes I'll sit and answer a few messages first thing in the morning. I start my workout. I do my 30-minute workout. I come upstairs grab a quick shower, grab my coffee, and make sure that I always start my day with breakfast and off to my to my office that I go. My morning routine is sacred to me. It makes me feel in control of my day versus feeling like I'm on the defense, right? I'm actually on the offense this time. I know what I'm what's happening. I know what I need to accomplish and I'm clear on that. I make sure that I drink water. I know I said that, but I just want to reiterate that. Half my body weight in ounces of water per day. And I will tell you that sleep is my biggest struggle right now. And for seven years, I have gone on five hours of sleep and I always crash on the weekends. And I know that about myself. And the new Melanie is trying so hard to get seven hours of sleep at night. So I have decided that 10 o'clock is going to be my bedtime. And for example, last night I was in bed at 10.30, Sunday night I was in bed at 10.30. So hey, we're getting better from midnight to 10.30. We're making progress here. But it's a conscious decision to say at 9 o'clock to start the wind down process. And so I do have chamomile tea at home, right? I've been drinking chamomile uh, the past two nights now. I take melatonin, their little gummies that I take when I we go to Costco. That's where we get those from. I'll eat those melatonin gummies. I, you know, have no longer am I doing work in the evenings. I am maximizing my productivity during the day. And when I tell you I'm productive, I am like, how can I get everything I need to get done 
during the day so that I can be present at night because my kids now are at the age where we're busy with sports. This is my full-time career, right? This business is my full-time. It wasn't before, but it is now. There is no reason why if I want to create Insta stories for evening posts or if I want to have an evening post that goes out at 8 or 9 o'clock that I can't have that written in the note section of my phone, saved to my camera roll, and all I need to do is copy, paste, and post it. Or if you have an assistant, they can do it for you. There's no reason, right? And if I answer my last messages at 5 p.m. every day, people are not going to be gone if you don't answer the message until the next morning. If they don't wait for you, then they're probably not your people. I think people need to get over the fact that we're not a short order cook. And it's okay if we don't answer right away. People will survive. Now, it doesn't mean that I don't work it some evenings, but my goal by the end of this year is to only work one, maybe two evening calls a week and really spend between five and eight o'clock being present with my family. If I've got things that I need to do or my kids are playing in the neighborhood and we don't, my husband and I don't have anything to do, he's cutting the grass, then sure, I'll hop on the computer and I will do some stuff. But no longer am I going to not be productive during my business hours thinking I'll just catch up in the evening. I am working hard to turn off. I have turned off all the notifications on my phone. Nothing comes through. My Apple Watch is on airplane mode. So that when I'm present with my family, I am present with my family. I'm not making Insta stories. I'm not recording videos. I'm not responding to messages. I am present because I do not want my kids to look back and say, mommy was always on her phone. Mommy never paid attention to me. She wasn't present. Sure, she was super successful, but she was never around. So if I'm going to be traveling a lot when I'm home, I want to be home. Okay. All right. The other things that I really focus on that really help me are I've been using a lot of email marketing, a lot of automations that have cleaned out my inbox drastically over the past eight weeks. And, and it's been amazing how much like email marketing has helped me. And I've talked about that in previous episodes. You can go back and check some of those out. But even my assistant, Becca, will tell you like, wow, we've like really cut our workload down and we've been able to focus on other things that can improve the business. I also drink Shakeology every day and I swear by it. And yes, I am absolutely a coach, but I will tell you it boosts my immune system. And when I know I'm getting a little bit sick, I will drink two shakes a day and I will drink airborne twice a day because I need to keep my body boosted, especially when I travel or when I'm in social situations. I will make sure that I come home, take an airborne um, or as I can because I know that there's a lot of germs that I'm around. And then the one thing that I just recently started doing was IV fluids. I, um, especially when I travel east to west coast, there is, it's a lot of just, it's like taxing on your body and that jet lag is real. So I've been trying to really make sure that I eat protein. I don't eat a lot of processed carbs whenever I'm traveling. I, um, and then when I come back from long trips, I'll do like an IV treatment because it will boost all the electrolytes and vitamins and things my body needs so that I don't have that severe brain fog and jet lag um, you know, after a trip. And this past trip was the first time I did that and there was no rebound whatsoever. So even if you're a mom that is not building this full time, you still have an incredible, 
incredible amount of demands that are being placed on you, right? If you work full-time and you're a mom and you're trying to build a side business, you have an incredible amount of demands placed on you. It is unrealistic to expect you to do all of the things and do them all well. And I have to give my, my friend Alyssa credit for this one where she said to me, Melanie, if anybody can run two really successful businesses, I would bet my money on you. She goes, but I think you might be a little bit crazy. And she go, and she's right. She's totally right. And, and I agree with that. And so that is why I have said to myself, what can I do to maximize? my time so I can reach my personal goals? How can I ask for help? How can I be more realistic? And how can I take care of my body? Because these years, and Rachel said it on that podcast last week, she was like, these years between your 30s and your 40s are the healthiest years of your life. If you don't take care of yourself now, can you imagine what it's going to be like 20 years from now? And that was so impactful because I don't I don't want to be that person that is having major health issues because I burned myself out in my early years. I'm at the prime of my business and I am excited about the opportunities and I want to show up to be the best that I can be. So this is what I'm doing and this is what is working for me. And right now I do actually feel my best and I have significantly cut back the processed foods, the alcohol. I now literally just have one or two drinks a week. When I go out to dinner, I no longer need have the need to drink the whole bottle of wine. I am always asking myself, do I need this opportunity and how will I feel the next day? And I am not apologizing for going to bed early anymore because I know that if I want to be on my A game, I'm going to need to get my rest as well. All right, friends, I hope today's episode spoke to you. I hope it gave you some words of encouragement. I hope it spurs you into action. And if you sit here and say, I should do that, make sure you then say to yourself, I will do it. Let me open up my calendar and let me put it on there. When am I gonna go to bed tonight? Get out your glass of water. Do I need this eating opportunity? Hire help, right? So there is actionable steps within here you can start doing to find the perfect flow for you that makes you feel most productive. All right. I believe in you guys. I want you to reach your fullest potential and I hope you have a wonderful day and I can't wait to see you here next week on the Women Inspiring Women podcast.